Hello. Hello everyone and welcome back to another Legal Diaries podcast. Um, I'm joined today by the wonderful Fiona who is the founder of greenoutlook.ie and I will hand over to Fiona to introduce herself to us. Hi Danielle, uh, thank you so much for having me. So my name is Fiona Smitty and I, uh, my background is as a chartered accountant and as you said I'm the founder and CEO of Green Outlook. So I suppose Green Outlook is all about sustainability and predominantly the main revenue source is an online shop but really it's about encouraging people to be more mindful in their consumption and then the online shop has a range of plastic free sustainable and natural products with a big emphasis on Irish made locally sourced products and I started the business in 2019 so it's been going about a year and a half now. That's mad because when I was like looking at your website because I've been familiar with your your store for a bit I think I came across you on TikTok or Instagram it was one of those social media platforms when I initially came across and then when I was just before kind of recording this I was looking through and I was like that is some leap because you were in like KPMG like in like proper corporate to go from that to I suppose running your own business yeah the business side but like it's very diverse like it's a complete different topic um, so how, if maybe if you could talk a bit about your own sustainability journey and what brought you to the point where you were like, I'm going to open a business that's a sustainable business. Sure. So as you said, I trained with KPMG and I qualified as a chartered accountant and I was training in their management consulting department. But after I qualified, I decided I wanted to move into industry and get more practical experience. So I picked a renewable energy company and I went working with them and I gained loads of experience. And at the time, if you had asked me, like, was I interested in, you know, I suppose we call it climate change back then, uh, I would have said yes, but I actually wasn't living it day to day, but I didn't realize it because it wasn't as commonly talked about as it is now. So the renewable energy company unfortunately closed down and I was made redundant. So I set off traveling because I had always wanted to go traveling and it was really while traveling that I became more open to the idea of sustainable living and I visited countries that were more harshly impacted by the climate crisis than we are in Ireland because you know we, we live in such a place where there's a temperate climate and we're really not seeing the direct impact of it. While I visited places like the San Blas Islands where I saw the um, communities there having to move you know their homes their the islands that they had lived on they had to um kind of uh move away from some of them because of the rising sea levels and they were making plans over the next few years to move to mainland panama i visited new zealand then and i saw the um re retreating glaciers and i heard the stories about that and i read books you know like climate justice by mary robinson and i really started to open my eyes and I realized that when I'd been living in Dublin, I'd been, you know, working hard as an accountant and then I'd just been consuming, but not mindful about my consumption. So I returned home and I vowed, vowed to change my ways. So for all of 2019, I said, I'm not going to buy any new clothes and I'm going to give a go at setting up a plastic free shop because I had seen products in New Zealand and Australia, like shampoo bars and different things like that, that I had not seen available in Ireland and yeah so I arrived home March or December 2018 and I started Green Outlook 
uh, with my first market on the 31st of March 2019. Um, and then the online shop followed after that. That's mental. It seems like um, I've had a few people on that have gone on this kind of sustainability journey. And a lot of it has been people have gone and traveled and had this kind of other experience of um, climate change. Because I think my because I've done quite a lot of overseas work um, and I practice um, like my area of interest in law is human rights. So I've, I think that's a huge part. Um, that interest area is a huge thing that kind of fuels my sustainability journey because I know that we're impacted, but not impacted near as much as like majority of other countries. And even when we are impacted, we do have the resources and the means to kind of combat it as well. Um, but yeah, that's that's mad. So interesting. I'm so jealous of your travels. <laughs> and when so when you kind of how long were you doing markets before you decided to set up the um, the online store? So the online store was always kind of the aim. And I I launched uh, the online store in May. So for all of 2019, then I was doing a split of markets and online and going into corporates as well, because I suppose like I had that understanding that, you know, people are working in these, you know, fast paced jobs um, and they're maybe stuck in their kind of like ways the way I was, you know, I shopped in the same shops, you know, when I wasn't informing myself about the products that I was buying. So I said, if I can bring it to their workplace and if I can do a talk as well as that and share my experience and, you know, share the lessons that I learned after researching into sustainable living and the ways that like, you know, by being more mindful of what you're wearing. So how that's, you know, um, like I buy a lot of secondhand clothes now, or if I could just reduce the amount of meat that I was eating, different things like that, like to create more conversation, because I think it was something that wasn't talked about um, when I was definitely in, in uh, working in Dublin. So yeah, the online shop, uh, that was all going well in the markets. And then obviously COVID hit. So in, in 2020, it was just all big focus on online and I didn't do any markets um, but yeah. it, it, it's paid off you know the support around supporting Irish businesses over the last few months has been amazing and I have so many Irish suppliers and I know they're all so grateful for all the support that we've gotten. Yeah it's so like it's so nice and like one thing I did really love is that you go into the corporates because I was like looking at that and I was like that's such a good idea because I feel like it's so easy to get when you're kind of working that like god knows how many hours a day in like one of the bigger kind of firms you're very kind of self-contained and you go down to the canteen and work and you get your food or you go to the local center or spa or cafe and unless it comes to your doorstep it's not going to be a thing you actively think about so I think that that's really interesting because a lot of companies I think are going to do all this like oh how can we be better with the environment and stuff so that's a little thing they can do for their staff yeah 100 because like obviously a lot more corporates now they have you know sustainability on the agenda at a board level and this is just a way of then uh, you know bringing their employees along with with them and rather than it being that top-down kind of you know forced this can be uh, they can encourage them to set up their you know sustainability subcommittees 
and to make initiatives, whether it be like practical within the office or actually within their own procedures and processes um, about how can they, you know, prevent waste or um, support more ethical businesses. Um, and it's going to be better for them in the long run in terms of, um, you know, consumer support and shareholder return as well. Yeah. And like, yeah, no, definitely. And you spoke a bit about like, your kind of sustainability kind of educational journey began very much so when you started like obviously you're working for a renewable energy company but then you went traveling and started to read kind of materials and 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 probably watch some things is there any kind of key book I know you mentioned the Mary Robinson one or um a show that you watched say if someone at home is sitting and they're like well I can't go traveling and see the realities obviously because one COVID and so people can't at that time but any kind of resources that you would have relied on to kind of educate yourself it was really a mixture to be honest um you know I I really like YouTube um you know Mm. I think that visual and kind of you know you're um, element to it uh, obviously there's lots of documentaries on Netflix but you have to take them again with that pinch of salt you know because they might have that polarized uh, type of view so I think that's a big thing that we have to find that balanced approach as well um, like just your simple google search of something you have an interest in and there's lots of you know smaller uh, Irish groups or people who are sharing um, their stories so even if you're you know throw in a search into Instagram under a hashtag so you might find um, people who are sharing uh, information in different areas whether it's in you know fashion or food waste Um, personally I'm involved in a a task force and there it's called FinBiz 2030 and it's a joint initiative by One Young Young World and Chartered Accountants Ireland so there's about 30 uh, finance professionals and we're kind of all have an interest and passion for sustainability. So we're coming together to come up with some projects where we can help um, businesses to kind of I suppose, yeah. ta- tackle sustainability uh, in, in their workplace. That's so cool. I wonder if there a law one of them. I love a good like task force. Not you can like join. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'll just be, I'll pretend. I'll be like, I'm definitely an accountant. Like, yeah, um, it's open so yeah but um that's so interesting and like what so when you go in for anyone listening so when you get in I obviously know you do the the kind of pop-up shop and people can purchase some of the plastic free items but what would you kind of cover in the talks that you do then so initially I'll have a chat with the like lead stakeholder and see like if they have a particular interest in a certain topic, you know, they might have other speakers on the day or they might be running, you know, a series over a few months. And then basically it's very, you know, it's very practical. Um, you know, I tell them about how I used to shop in pennies and I, you know, was a big fast fashion person, but I, that term fast fashion, it wasn't really something again that was talked about in my yeah. circle. Uh, so then I just tell them how in 2019 I bought no new clothes like and it really was about challenging myself to see could I shop secondhand you know go to swap shops obviously again they're not happening at the moment but we hope they'll come back in the future how I I come from a farming background so my dad and my brother are both part-time farming so I have an understanding of you know the the importance of the Irish agriculture industry but also have that knowledge of like how um damaging the I suppose particularly red meat 
and uh, cattle farming is on the environment. So how we don't have to go, you know, I'm, I'm not about extremes, you know, I'm not about like cut out all meat, you know, it's personal choice, obviously, but like if you can just assess what your your current situation and like maybe reduce a little. So if you eat meat seven times a day, like twice a day, could you cut it back to, you know, uh, six times a week? Sorry. Or like, you know, if you continuously are, you know, having super long showers or leaving the heating on all the time, uh, just like taper it back a bit and you're going to have like those incremental um, changes that we all need to make. Uh, so like assessing like your carbon footprint in general, assessing the amount of uh, waste that you're putting out, the amount of single use plastics you're using and just make small changes. You know, we don't all need to be living naked in the woods foraging you know we're, we're accustomed to a certain level of lifestyle so I don't expect everyone to go to the extremes yeah and like I think that is the biggest misconception of someone who when they think of sustainability they're like oh you like the big the big kind of analogy that I use or example sometimes that I would use is um I so I obviously post quite a lot about sustainability on my Instagram um and I'm just I'm really interested in it really big into it um but sometimes um if I was to post a recipe um or just something randomly like I remember one time I posted something with meat in it and someone messaged me really horribly being like you're supposed to be sustainable like why are you eating meat and like and I was just like (laughs) Like, I didn't want to go, like, each to their own kind of a thing. Like, I have friends that are vegans and I completely, like, they've all chosen to go that path for their own respective choices. And, but it was just, it's so interesting that everyone has this, like, ideal kind of concept of what it is to be a sustainable person. And some people are often, I think, because they can't be that concept, they're afraid to even try, like, anything. So they're like, oh, I sure I, I won't get a bamboo toothbrush or I won't get a, a soap a shampoo bar or because they're like well I'm, I'm not going to change everything so I change little things and I'm like those are the really important bits the like the little things that you decide to change um and even like your kind of say no spend year like so no kind of spend year in terms of clothes I'd be so interested like how did that go for you how did you find it for the year I actually thought it was brilliant and it's definitely one of the things that I find about sustainability you know it's not actually only you're reducing your environmental impact but like you're saving money or even when you're using you know natural skincare like your skin like is your largest organ I know that um the lady from Tan Organic was talking about that on one of your recent podcasts as well it's like you're actually being healthier in general so for the no clothes I actually just went cold turkey and I found it brilliant. You know, I had just come back from traveling, so I probably hadn't bought any new clothes anyway in a year because, you know, I was before going traveling, I wasn't buying anything. And it made me like take out everything out of my wardrobe, see what I liked and gravitated towards, you know, see what was sitting there that I wasn't using that I could either sell on on Depop or give to a charity shop myself. And it really made me curate my own wardrobe and define my own style rather than being dragged this way and that way by different trends so yeah Yeah. there was there was great benefits to it yeah it's definitely a thing that I would like to do um 
like especially like I think something like that is so important for people at this time because I I don't know about this kind of lockdown period so for anyone listening at this very moment in time Ireland like the UK um, where most of my listeners come from are in the a third lockdown so and I remember the first lockdown everyone needed a whole new loungewear set everyone needed a whole new like gym gear um they all needed all the clothes from all the kind of big fast fashion things um companies so I feel like everyone was doing quite a lot of online shopping the first time around like it was a novelty we were at home we couldn't go out so maybe for some of you listening to challenge yourself this time around and just don't go and do the online shopping and and use what you have because most of us aren't going anywhere anyway like I couldn't tell you the last time I put on a pair of jeans let alone like work clothes um but it's I think it's really interesting the way you're saying everyone's doing it and one thing that I did was I looked at the people that were like the influencers so like I looked at my social media um people that I was following and I started to say like do is what you're putting up and putting in my face you know and advertising to me does that align with my values and I realized that the people who were, who were doing those pennies hauls or those ASOS hauls or any of that like that didn't align with my thinking so I just unfollowed them and I didn't put that temptation in front of me because like you said you're seeing all these influencers putting up different hauls or even back when we weren't in lockdown you know they're coming home with bags of clothes whatever and like that's not actually realistic and like you're 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 not being you know you're not being mindful in your choices there you're being heavily influenced but you have to be careful of who is influencing you yeah because you kind of you do need to do because I did something similar I did a big call of like people that I was like look I don't really they're not even coming up on my say kind of page on Instagram because I don't interact with them that much anyway so I'm like why and then when they did come up it was stuff that doesn't appeal to my values or interest me so um yeah I definitely recommend that because I like a lot of people don't realize so all of these kind of YouTubers and stuff and um influencers that will post like say even TikTok videos with clothes or um Instagram stories they're like it's a job for them for most of them so they are riding off the cost of purchasing a big massive pennies haul against their expenses for the year so it like and they're doing that because they're using it for their job so when you think when I think of it that way I'm always like hmm do you really look and like they're probably being sponsored by a certain company to show all of this and speak to you about it um so in terms of products one thing I love is you were saying you've quite a lot of Irish um stockists how like our majority of your products on your website sourced kind of low when I say locally I mean like locally in Ireland or yeah so the most of the products are um, made in Ireland and then some are sourced through the UK so you're talking about like your shampoo bars soaps lip balms skincare uh, body care deodorants like all made in Ireland um, and then I have some suppliers from the UK as well just to give a different variety and I suppose a differentiation point then as well from some other Irish stockists uh, but I found most of them again either through social media or trade shows and just linking in and 
it was when I started to look into these, I realized that we have so many amazing crafters, makers, um, you know, these small batch kind of uh, cosmetic kitchens in Ireland. And it, it was incredible. And I, I absolutely, I get, I get such a buzz from like promoting them. And, you know, during the initial lockdown, I did like a Meet the Makers series on social media where I like got them to share their stories to the customers. Because really to make that connection between like you're buying this lip balm or this yeah. Soap, made by this person who lives in the west of Ireland with their family and you're supporting them and how like uh, for every euro spent in Ireland you know you're putting four euro back into the Irish economy because they're further working with you know Irish packaging suppliers yeah other suppliers so there's and there's a lot to be gained from that I really hope that we continue that um, support for Irish businesses. I really hope so because we got a real momentum for it just before the Christmas period Mm. Um, and like I love that because when when I think of sustainable products I up until the past year or so I would automatically think of overseas kind of products like you wouldn't automatically think of an Irish supplier for a shampoo bar or an Irish supplier for the kind of natural deodorants and all those kind of things I would automatically just think oh I'll just look it up online and google it and stuff so it's kind of good to know for anyone listening that you basically have a whole store full of majority Irish supplies um and the quality is amazing like the feedback from customers so what normally happens is I'll link in with a supplier and maybe get like samples to try myself and then I'll start with like maybe one product or two products within their range and like just building on that like and I have like found these suppliers now and I'm sticking with them and as they're growing I'm growing as well so they're introducing more products and customers are like they want them like because they're really they're really good it's not just that they're like you know they don't have any plastic packaging but like the quality of the product is actually really great and the benefits for like people who have like maybe um dry scalp or anything I have amazing anti-dandruff shampoos and like customers just raving about them that's amazing because if you think of it like in Ireland we're such like a green country there's so many natural things that are just right on our doorstep so if you can package that up and put it in a product all the better I wish I was great enough to come up with my own product but uh, I'll leave it to the experts for now and I'll just provide them the platform yeah. to, to you never know there. you never know we, we could get a product yeah from from green outlook definitely uh, down the line yeah what <laughs> one thing at a time but um so kind of as we're talking so um people are kind of in the midst of setting kind of goals and everything at the moment um just being 2021 um and I'd really implore and encourage people to take the time now that we are in another lockdown to really look at your lifestyle and become more sustainable about how you're doing things um and to do that reduce reuse recycle thing um kind of analysis of your life um if what kind of tips would you have for someone who is a complete and utter newbie doesn't know where they're starting what kind of initial things can people kind of start to that are quite easy changes sure so the first thing is like like don't try it all at the one time because you probably overwhelm yourself so like break it down into maybe starting in the kitchen and you could look at like what are the type of meals you're cooking maybe you could try to diversify into some vegetarian meals food waste is actually a huge issue and mm. particularly um, bread so if you are observing that you're constantly throwing out you know the, the heel and a few um, slices of bread whatever like just 
uh, be my, more mindful in making a list when you're going shopping or talking to the people who you live with or just cutting up the last few slices of bread, you know, putting a bit of olive oil on it, some spices and sticking it into the oven and you have lovely croutons to go with a meal. So it's like food waste um, and trying to eat a little less red meat in the kitchen and then your plastic packaging. So like, can you obviously like it's so hard to shop in supermarkets, particularly now, you know, they've put more packaging back yeah. on. But like, it's one of the sad things with COVID like going yeah. in and seeing everything like individually packaged I'd love to have like um one of my friends that lived in New Zealand for a while and you probably experienced it as well like a lot like they have like zero waste kind of produce sections where like and I that is a dream like why can't we have that mm-hmm. like you're, the the alternative here is like your local farmer's market but again mm. like you know if we're in a fight we, we're locked down to 5k so we mightn't have that opportunity um but there is opportunities there again like maybe you can pick like your glass bottle uh, mm. products over your plastic bottle so then it's just moving on to like your maybe your bathroom and what are you using there like are you using disposable razors and throwing them out the whole time like they're actually quite expensive could you invest in like a reusable razor and you know, you're, again, you're cutting back on your past packaging, you're saving yourself money. Another big thing is actually just talking to people and like creating mm. awareness around this subject. And because again, it wasn't something that was talked about within my friend's circle, um, but I think it has become much more popular to talk about now. Mm. Maybe you could tackle your wardrobe one month or challenge yourself like not to buy any new clothes and, you know, pull out the items and see like, you know, I think probably some of us have items in our wardrobe that have like tags on them still like it's mm. so bad. like could you like just go to your wardrobe and define like okay I have like plenty of t-shirts plenty of jumpers you know I don't need to buy any of these for a month or two there's there's lots of opportunities there um but I think it's a case of just taking it like one step at a time not overwhelming yourself and not putting too much pressure on yourself as well like even I know you're saying something earlier but like, like so I have that plastic free shop I sell you know the um reusable coffee cups but that thing of like if if if, uh, let's say I need to use a disposable coffee cup like should I feel like bad if I just one time use a disposable coffee cup or what if someone sees me using a disposable coffee cup it's like it's okay like if 99% of the time you bring your reusable one and that 1% you need to use a disposable like you're not an unsustainable or you're not a terrible person it's like yeah being easy on yourself and I think everyone needs to be easier on themselves in 2021 yeah definitely and I had um Sophie she's an Irish t- like an Irish TikToker she has quite a lot of um like she's vegan um and does just her TikToks full of these like gorgeous vegan food hauls and recipes and stuff um and even she has a very realistic approach because we spoke about veganuary and how people could kind of tackle it and she was like the worst thing that when when she was kind of a meat eater um, and she would try to do veganuary the worst thing she came across was if she went cold turkey like die hard out straight away she'd always fail because day like two or three she'd be craving something whereas if you if you just kind of so say I'm doing veganuary at the moment um and I actually really don't miss meat at all like I'm not a massive meat eater anyway um and the other day I was just so tired and I didn't really know what to cook so I made eggs um and I didn't kick myself for it I was just like sure look it's day five I think it was I was like I haven't eaten meat in five days I 
um, have been kind of very conscious about my other kind of consumption of things. So like uh, plastic and stuff. And that's just a personal choice. Um, and I, so I was like, you can't do everything perfect and you are going to get yourself in situations such as going for a coffee and not having your coffee cup or like using a plastic straw because you just you haven't you don't carry around a reusable one so like being kind to yourself I think is really important because and just ignoring the kind of people who are like oh well you're not really sustainable if you're not vegan if you're not like living in the forests like doing all this kind of thing because there are some like transitions that I took ages to do like one in particular being a female is it took me ages to move to a menstrual cup Mm -hmm. because I just I felt like I had such panic and fear and like everyone I've spoken to kind of from friends that have transitioned over we've all had the same thoughts and the same fears so I think talking about it definitely with my friends they were like look I felt that way as well um eventually I was like sure look I'll, I'll try it if it doesn't work out sure look I've tried um but there are things that people have fears um changing over to yeah and, and similarly like there's some things that people try and they say no that's not for me like so maybe they try the um menstrual cup and they've you know with the menstrual cup you do need to give it like three months at least kind of just to mm. like get yourself used to it but like maybe they decide it's just not for them like they could be moving around a lot you know between uh, out in public a lot maybe they just don't feel comfortable um and that's totally a personal thing and you know they're not a, they're, again they're not an unsustainable person like I think it's just a case of like being realistic with yourself like saying that like not you're a the, you know naked and foraging in the woods 10 you're a meat eating gas guzzling you know clothes buying all the time and identifying where you are on that scale and then taking a personal step in the right direction because it's all about personal responsibility you know we are ultimately only guests on the planet and you know we have a duty of care to like future generations and similarly to other people in other countries you know we're very privileged in Ireland and I suppose like personally I feel like I'm very privileged in general like you know I have come from an educated background I'm white you know blonde hair you know so I have a lot of opportunities that a lot of other people don't have so you know I need to try promote sustainability for other people and and use that kind of the platform that I have built up with Green Outlook. Yeah definitely because that's one thing um, you just hit on there that so that really bothered me um, about the fast fashion tax that was spoken about um, in it was about to put like a levy on um, fast fashion oh, because Jesus. yeah it, it just it kind of got me because I work with a lot of um, lower um, people from lower socioeconomic backgrounds and they don't necessarily shop at those stores out of choice per se probably but like it's something that's within their price point and like available to them um so that that I I just like I understand the rationale behind it but there's you need to kind of consider sustainability as a whole like if you're going to bash your friend for not going all out gung-ho sustainable well does that person have the means to do because it can be quite expensive to do that transition over for certain things 
yeah, that's definitely something that we have to be considered of, of people's different backgrounds or abilities and stuff. Um, so, and especially as sustainability, I suppose, becomes more popular and becomes more talked about. And when we've moved on from COVID and we're back on that kind of focus on the climate crisis, because, you know, it's it needs to be at the forefront of a lot of people's minds come, over the next few years um, to be mindful that not everyone is of equal opportunity. Yeah, definitely. Um. And in terms of like, so, so for someone who's kind of starting out, what would be your kind of holy grail kind of very easy changes, um, like sustainable kind of say starter kit? Like what would you kind of recommend people to kind of purchase or start? Well, the first thing is use the product you have first and then go and, and, and purchase more sustainable options. But like from your kind of experiences being, um, a person who sells them and then obviously purchases things as well what would be your kind of go-to ones yeah I think it's definitely personal to yeah. everyone's uh, situation but like you said you know use what you have first um you know you don't need to buy new uh like look at secondhand in general like secondhand is such a great way you know mm. to make the most of a resource and also to save you money like I said uh so products that are really popular i suppose like green outlook would be like your shampoo bars um the safety razors soaps like the soap um bar in general was obviously hugely popular in 2020 but like soap bars for washing your body in the shower are brilliant like you're not going through a bottle and they're really nice ingredients really nice smells and you actually like feel super good using them uh so simple things like that but I think it is a re- it's a personal thing, and like you said, like maybe just use what you have, and then um, t- like take one product at a time to switch out. Um, but yeah. you can bring someone along with you on it, like so. Like if you, you know, we all have bubble buddies at the moment, like yeah. so who, whoever you're kind of living with or whatever, like you know, talk about it together, and maybe you can make joint efforts um, together and encourage each other yeah definitely and is there any kind of um in terms of like you spoke about the kitchen do you have any kind of recommendations there so if you move away from kind of say personal kind of products do you have any kind of sustainability in the kitchen kind of recommendations yeah so one thing that I suppose maybe some people don't know is like um so let's say plastic clothes or plastic sponges or anything like that like if you're washing them in your washing machine they're releasing like microplastics into the water system and ultimately into the ocean and sea and that's how we are ultimately eating a a credit card amount of plastic each week so your kit yeah so your humble kitchen sponge like the green and yellow one that everyone knows like that is made from plastic so which is an oil so you could um, choose one made from a natural fiber, like I have some at Green Outlook or like from wood and coconut husk, different options like that. Um, and then they can be composted at their end of life. So uh, yeah, I suppose I, I would have a big emphasis on, on plastics and trying to remove plastics um, and single use plastics from the house as much as possible because you know they're they're, you, they're not going to break down in the environment or it's going to take like hundreds of years and they are coming from an oil source so we're taking that kind of um mm. you know fuel out of the ground so uh plastics yeah aim to reduce plastic probably be the one thing you could do in the kitchen and 
um, compost then as well, like your food products. So if you're putting uh, food waste into your general bin, it's actually emitting a lot of uh, emissions in landfill. So try to use the compost bin uh, correctly. Mywaste.ie is a great resource for if you have something you don't know which bin it goes into, it'll help mm. you or tell you if you need to bring it to a civic community center or something like that. Yeah, no, definitely. And there's like, um, I had Blaheen from Whisker Kitchen on before and we were talking about um, sustainable Christmas. We we're focusing quite a lot because obviously there's a lot of food waste at Christmas, so things you could do. And a thing I've never thought of doing is she saves all her in a Tupperware, like all her peels and everything and then puts it in the freezer. And then when it builds up to a certain amount, she makes a really nice homemade vegetable stock um and it's a thing I've and I've seen people as well you wash rinse potato skins and put them in the oven and make like potato kind of crisps yeah out of that's the lovely. skins yeah and salt. like <laughs> yeah yeah and it's it's all these like little things that I've never thought of like I've just been like oh yeah like that that's and I do use a compost and stuff like that but yeah it's things and it was so funny actually speaking compost my mum the other day she was like did you realize tea bags have plastic in them and I was like this is hilarious that she's like just finding this out now because when I go into a shop the amount of um tea bags now such as like clipper and stuff are now advertising that they're like fully compostable because of the the glue that they use mm-hmm. um but yeah it's just it's it's definitely plastic is a big one um and it's so hard um because like like where I live um there's one farmer's market and like it's not that big of a farmer's market and like I miss I used to be in Dublin for work and I miss being there um just because it had so many like zero waste stores and things on your doorstep so I definitely do miss that um are there any stores that you think are better than others for produce and stuff um in terms of supermarkets I'm not really sure like I think it's um it's hard to know because they change a lot as well and I think they've changed a lot over the recent while I suppose like we're just kind of like going to our nearest store at the moment and you know we're taking what we can like they do have the option in the likes of Lidl and Aldi to leave the packaging behind but I think at this point in time like people just want to get into the shop and get out of the shop as safely as possible um so it has taken a back seat for the moment to that that thing of like removing the excess packaging and leaving it with the retailer because ultimately is there a responsibility to dispose of it and you know we shouldn't have to dispose of all the packaging that's put on the products uh but right now I think we have one crisis to deal with and (laughs) we might just have to come back to that issue in in another few months Um, yeah for sure maybe if you have a bit of free time at the moment and you have a bit of um some pots and some soil you can go buy some herb plants and create a little herb garden for yourself <laughs> yeah oh 100 like last year I suppose like people started to get into it but I think like we are geared up for gardening season this year like I think everyone's going to be on it um I'm my mom she has a glass house and she does like tomatoes um strawberries and she made like tomato chutney which we had over Christmas there it was so nice um and she's been kind of cook or like growing her own vegetables now with 
just three or four years but like she's getting better and better every year so like don't yeah. be heartened if the first crop doesn't turn out great you know yeah. you're gonna get better at it and and it's you know that whole thing of mindfulness and being outside in nature as well and kind of seeing that especially if you have kids like seeing that like where does food come from like you know and actually yeah putting time into it and putting water into it and energy yeah mammies are gas because my mom actually started she's been dying to kind of she just hasn't had time we've a, a, a section where she was like that'd be perfect for a vegetable patch like the proudness when she got to cook her own cabbage one Sunday, she was just like, I, I grew that cabbage. <laughs> like it tastes so, so much better. <laughs> I know like so much better. And we've had like, we've always had like lettuce and stuff at home. We've always had the herbs and it's, it's just so much nicer. Um, than what you'd kind of get in a store or the dried stuff. So if you can't avoid it, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I suppose maybe before we finish up, um, what's next for green outlook for 2021 or what what's next for you and your next steps so i so at the moment i'm taking that time to kind of like reassess so i took time off over christmas because like it's just me working in the business so it's pretty full-on you know um i'm pretty like i I really value like customer service so i'm always on emails and social media normally during the year and getting back to people so i did take that just time off during christmas to spend time with my family and then the last week it's just been reading a lot of business books getting back into the mindset um you know of like setting goals and you know making them smart and uh so i don't really have plans just as of yet but uh i've always been led by what my customers want so if you're buying a green outlook you're, you're going to get a survey and i'm asking you like you know did you like the product didn't you like the product what else do you want to see what brands do you want to see what products do you want to see so probably will be a case of like a survey going out soon to gather that feedback and similarly when i go back onto social media I've taken a break for christmas again when i go back into social media engaging again with like customers and people who are following uh, green outlook to see like what do you want because i think you know I wouldn't be uh, green outlook wouldn't be as successful if I wasn't listening to my customers so growing the product range um you know building on the online shop and then we'll just have to see where else it goes but no big plans I know always people start off the year and like I have so many big plans and I'm like I don't have any big plans (laughs) you're just like I just want to kind of you know bask in what I have for the moment and then maybe reevaluate as I go along but yeah Yeah. no that's so exciting because I suppose you kind of grow when your suppliers grow so if they come out with a new product that allows you to kind of grow so just kind of nurturing that relationship as well yeah yeah like um, I started like I said in March 2019 and the business is self-funded so it really has been that organic growth over the last year and a half and I'm happy to say like 2020 was great you know the customer support was brilliant so I have a good base to grow from I can't imagine like what what sorry I know I said last question but like because you're for anyone listening who buys a green outlook product from them going to purchasing a product do you get like what does that process look like because it's just you that that does everything yeah yeah well I did in in 2019 I realized that like customers really value like fast delivery so I outsourced my order fulfillment because I live as well I don't live in my own home I live in someone else's home you know uh, so I was getting deliveries here and everything so I was like okay I need to change this so I work with a fulfillment partner I store all my products with them and our systems are integrated so when an order comes in online it goes straight to them they're an Irish-based company 
they pack the products for me and they send it out but besides than that like the social media the accounting the marketing you know the product sourcing everything else is just me but the actual physical packing up isn't me because going to the post office every day for the first few months <laughs> of the online shop was crazy and I'm so glad that during COVID like um, I had a team doing that because they were so efficient and super so I definitely recommend if you anybody is thinking about getting an online shop or it has an online shop at the moment look at order fulfillment and you can ask me for recommendations on that as well amazing um and then most importantly where when you do come back to the world of social media where can people find green outlook and all that good stuff so i am most active on instagram and it's at green outlook underscore ie i'm also on facebook um twitter linkedin i dabbled in a bit of tiktok but i won't say <laughs> i was great and it's all kind of like at green outlook uh, you'll you'll find me around there Bob, well, thank you so much for coming on board. It's been such a nice chat. No worries. I actually must say that as well. The website is greenoutlook.e. So. Yeah, I was like, <laughs> in my head, I was going through the things and then I was yeah. like, yeah, so definitely. And yeah, keep an eye out because we, you might have maybe some new products depending on customer feedback. Definitely. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks so much, Daniel.